Hey there, Donna Ashton here for some real talk. Honestly, I don't like working that much, but I do like to make a lot of money. And I'm here to help you work less and make more so you can have your dream business. To be the boss on your terms, work when you want, from where you want, and maybe take Fridays off. This show is for coaches, consultants, and experts who want to leverage their time, make a bigger impact, and earn more money without working harder. Here's what you'll get on my show. Successful entrepreneurs revealing their best tips for a laptop lifestyle, my strategy and tools for creating courses, and the latest marketing trends to get your course sold. Basically, stories of real people living their dream business who also have the freedom to enjoy it. Hey there, and welcome to the show today, where I am going to talk about how Scarlett O'Hara was a business mentor of mine. The story of how the work less, make more was evolving and how the story kind of came about, my whole evolution through courses and how my failures and successes shaped where I am today. So welcome, I'm so excited. First, let me just say thank you so much for being here with me and I hope I can really share some great insights into what it's like to have a course-based business or run a six-figure course that supports and will give you the freedom and, and touching people's lives and having that additional re revenue. But in this episode, I am going to start kind of with my story and, and how I've gone through the evolution to get me where I am right now. So I was, you know, from a middle income family, like we did fine. My dad was the breadwinner and my mom most of the time didn't work. She had um, some little jobs and then she settled in on being a nanny, which I thought, oh my God, she's already spent, you know, 20 years raising my sister and I, but she seems to love children. So just kept um, raising other people's kids and they would come to our house. So we would have these little kids running around when I would get home from school. But um, anyway, I didn't really see her as an entrepreneur. I guess I thought she was just like, had a little job on the side. Um, and I, I did watch Oprah. I did see that. I didn't really have a strong mentor per se who was like fostering me into starting your own business. You know, this was back in the eighties when women just didn't start businesses very much. I was not even the thought of starting a business was never something that crossed my mind. Um, but I did love the movie Gone with the Wind. <laughs> that is my, one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite movie. And even though Scarlett, you know, her track record with, um, relationships and love is not exactly something that um, you may want to emulate in your life. Her business sense really stuck with me. And um, I thought about this actually about a year ago when I was doing another launch. And I thought this woman was wily. I mean, she, you know, the war came and, and all hell broke loose. They have nothing to eat. They're on their plantation. There's nothing. They're starving. But, you know, does she sit around and cry and whine? No. She gets out there in the fields 
and, and plows and picks cotton and she pushes her sisters and out there to do it. And even though people saw her as, um, I can't believe, you know, she's doing this. And, you know, it was like a total, um, going against their whole fluffy life and, you know, having servants and, and, uh, not servants, but slaves <laughs> and, you know, going against what they were, the way they were brought up she was like, I'm not going to starve. We are going to eat. You know, she found a way and made it, made it work. And then as you know, time goes on and she starts to have a little bit of money. Um, she helps her new husband start a lumber business. Like they're in Atlanta, everything was burned to the ground and there are pine trees everywhere. So instead of, you know, his little general store being the only source of income, she creates an extra income stream with the sawmill and doing building and lumber because she says people have to rebuild their houses. People have to rebuild everything and nobody's doing this. So she saw a need and really stepped in. Now I know driving all of that was her desire to never go hungry again, right? Or to, and to be rich and have so much money she never has to worry about it. So there was, you know, while that's a nice goal, it, it shouldn't be your driving force of everything. And I'm not saying she's the epitome of who you want to be, but her business sense and her tenacity to get out there and make things happen. Um, I didn't realize the effect that had on me but later on in life, I would kind of come back to that again and again. So um, if you have never seen the, the movie, um, there's an amazing book that goes along with it that's not exactly the same as the movie, but if you haven't seen it, you know, where have you been? But anyway, go, go watch it. And um, just watch it from a business point of view, if you can. It's just a great movie and it's very long. So, you know, just uh, get ready for a four hour um, fast. But um, anyway, uh, as I got into my 20s, I was working in corporate. I um, found out pretty quickly that I don't like following all these rules. They had all these red tape and I just wasn't one of those that was gonna play the game to get ahead and, you know, and all of that. And after losing a couple promotions to people they brought in from the outside, I was very turned off by the whole situation. Though I did learn a lot. And eventually decided I did want to start my own business of some kind. And I started dabbling with herbs and plants. I love herbs and gardening. Or I started getting into that when I was in my mid-20s. And one day I decided I was going to sell herbs to restaurants. And I had no idea how to do this. I'd never done this before, but I'd read some books. This is way before the internet or before the internet. And I went to a, my mom and I went to a, um, I think what it was like a farmer's market or something. And we had a table and we had made some crafts with herbs, like some wreaths and some lavender. I can't even remember what we had. And a guy came over and said he was opening a restaurant and he needed some fresh herbs. And could we supply the herbs. And I said, oh yes, of course we can. Let's talk. I, I took his card and like the next day I like dug up my yard and started planting all of these best, these herbs. And so again, I had no idea. I just jumped in and um, then I did talk with him like what he needed and everything. So I planted all these basil plants and different things he needed. 
and learned quickly, you know, that I would have to sell a lot of herbs, <laughs> but it didn't matter. It was just the joy of having some herbs. And I literally would get up at like 5.30 in the morning when as soon as it was light, I would go out into my garden, which is really the best time to, to do it anyway, early in the morning, maybe not that early. And I cut all the herbs they needed for the day and I would bundle them all up and I would with a, an invoice and then I would go off to work because I was still working full time in corporate and my mom would come over and take the herbs and deliver them down to the restaurant and then um, he would pay me like the next week you know for the for the herbs so it was kind of a joint effort and um, I realized quickly I wasn't going to be able to keep up with the demand of what this man needed. But at the same time, we had decided to move. So it was kind of a good thing. I could tell him we're moving. And so I can't, I can keep doing this for a couple more weeks, but then we're moving. So uh, once we moved down here to uh, where we live now in Polly's Island, um, I, I looked around and I saw there was a greenhouse and um, I was interested in maybe working over there and I kind of went back and forth and then I got pregnant and had my twins. So I didn't have time to do that. But when they were about three, I started again into gardening. I, I created hummingbird gardens and sold them once a year at our, we had like a farmer's market, which was like an hour and a half away. I learned a little bit of entrepreneurship um, and to make a little money. Like I would go to that farmer's market and make like three or $4,000 which at the time was quite amazing. You know, for we started those plants in the fall, I would seed in the garden, in the back of our yard on these pallets. I had, you know, a, a hundred pots or 200 pots. I don't even remember. And I would seed all these plants and care for them over the winter and then take them all in the spring to the show and then sell them all there, hopefully. <laughs> and I usually did. I usually had, hardly had anything that I came back with. I would sell most of them and make several thousand dollars. So it was nice, but you know, it was just some part-time income that I had. It would be great. We'd get a little influx and have some money. Um, when I started homeschooling, I, we um, decided to use Waldorf-inspired homeschooling, which was a very beautiful nature-based, story-based uh, type of homeschooling, if you are familiar with any of the Waldorf or Steiner schools. I had no idea. I'd never heard of it before, but loved it loved it. We were already doing that anyway, kind of in there working in the yard with the girls, with the flowers. And um, I embraced it. And so started learning how to do that. After a couple years, when it was time for my girls to start first grade, um, I wanted to start another business. And I figured I'm homeschooling. I can't really go out and, you know, help people with gardens and things. And my husband said, if you could, if you can um, work from home and talk on the phone, somehow you'll make a million dollars. It's kind of funny. I still think about that. But so I decided I was going to create um, a website called the Waldorf Connection. And I was going to bring in experts and authors and teachers to help me and other moms like me with schooling their kids at home using a Waldorf education because there was not a lot online at that time. Uh, and what was online was very geared toward teachers and groups of 20 students and not two kids or three kids or one child. So anyway, this evolved into me doing some workshops and interviewing people, but I did want to make money with it. So I would do them for free and then um, sell them as a bundle. So people could come and listen for free. And then afterward, if I did like four or something, I would sell like four or five of them together as like 
the spring bundle or the fall bundle or something very creative like that. And then if people would have the MP3s and they can listen to it, or if they missed the live broadcast, then they could get it. So they were in, I was selling these like $47 for four or five recordings or something like that. Anyway, so I was making a little bit of money, but I was just building, I had no idea what I was doing online. And this was way back before webinars. This was teleseminars without video. And anyway, things were going along. And if you heard my other story, my husband was, was laid off during the recession. He's been in the building industry for you know, forever and lost his job. And that worked for a while until we ran out of money and really ran out of our savings, our 401k. And we were, um, you know, unemployment and my business was not enough to pay the mortgage and all the bills we had. So we got really behind on our mortgage because it was the biggest amount. We were paying some of the little bills and keeping up with those, but you know, the, the mortgage was over a thousand dollars and we just didn't have it. So we got really behind and, and uh, they started foreclosure proceedings on us and I started freaking out. I didn't know what to do. It was a hard situation because there were no jobs available. And even if there were jobs, like what could I do? I had two seven-year-old girls. I was homeschooling. I hadn't been working, you know, out in the market in, you know, eight years, nine years or something like that. So what skills could I do? And we live in a very small town where the only thing around here is like the tourism, like restaurants or hotels. And that's all that, you know. And I will tell you, I cleaned houses, I scrubbed floors and toilets to pay our car payments. I did whatever it took. And I, I kind of go back to the Scarlett O'Hara thing because I was like, we are, I'm not gonna just sit around and let nothing, you know, and let this happen. So I, I started a cleaning business and I wasn't very successful, but I got a few cleaning jobs here and there, enough to put food on the table, enough to pay for the car payment, you know, enough to just keep things going. And I would just leave the kids and my husband was here and I would go off for a couple hours and I would, you know, clean houses. I, I mean, I never cleaned houses other than my own house, but I figured, you know, whatever. And at the time when I would go, I would be listening to, business trainings like i had my earphones on earbuds and i would listen to this is way back ali brown and lisa sasevich and some of these um i don't want to say grandmothers because i think they're both younger than i am but these women who were like first on the in the online space kendall summerhawk and some of these women who were like the first ones to really come out as an online coach and do online business and I would download every free thing I could find and listen to their webinars and do everything I could. While I was cleaning, I was also learning. And one day, I, um, when things were getting pretty bad and I was like, this is, we are gonna lose this house. I had been listening to Lisa Sasevich and I don't even remember now what that was called, Six Figure Teleseminar, Six Figure Teleseminars, I think is what it was called. It was a webinar I listened to and I was like engrossed and how she was showing you how you could create a teleseminar series and make all of this money. And so I listened and I, I wish I still had the notebook. I took like five pages of notes. I wrote down everything she, she was telling me to do. And when I got to the end, I thought, oh my God, I just have to buy this program because I can do this. This is what I can do. And when she gave the price, I almost started crying. 
it was $997. And I was like, there's no way I can do this. I don't have that money. Like if I had that money, I wouldn't be needing to do this. Right. So I, I just put it away, but I was still getting her emails and it was down to the wire. And I thought, Oh my gosh, this, something was really calling me to do this. And I, I called a friend of mine and we met for lunch and I told her, and she kind of knew what was going on with her situation, but I told her, I have my business. It's going like, it was almost like a business plan. I, I told her, well, you know, here's what I want to do. Here's the thing that the vehicle that can get me there. I want to enroll into this program, but I just, I don't have a thousand dollars and bless her heart. She gave me the money to, to do this. And I, I, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I wasn't really asking her for the money, but it was, you know, it just came out that way. And she was like, I, I believe in you. So I got the money and I enrolled into the program and it was like, I was doing it in time with her. Like it, it dripped out over, I think it was like a six week program. So each week she would say, here's what you have to do the first week. And I was like doing it, but I did everything. And I was just waiting for the next week's information because I had no time to wait. And so I was getting all this stuff together. I was like the quickest, course creation and launch probably you've ever seen especially if you've never done it before so again i at least had some some help on how to do it i had a a pretty small but not a horrible list i think it was about 1500 i went back and looked i had about somewhere 1200 to 1500 um families homeschool families on my list and until then i'd only been selling these little 97 dollars 47 dollars things and this course i was putting together i sold for 497 dollars like it was that's what she recommended that's what i did and i didn't realize that hey that's really high in the homeschool realm or i wasn't thinking about all these limiting beliefs like oh my gosh i don't know if they'll pay like i just went plowed ahead and did and it was, um, it was a good success. I ended up selling, um, I can't remember now how many exactly, but I made $7,455. I do remember that because I looked up and that amount of money, it, it, was like, it was like winning the lottery for me because where else could I get $7,500 in just a few weeks? Like all the toilets I could have scrubbed, all of the, you know, restaurants I could have been waiting tables at, it would have taken me a really long time and I couldn't have done it anyway uh, to do that. So a light bulb went off in my brain and I thought, wow, you know, I've just, there's so many things happened after that. It was like, one, the money saved our house. I mean, that's, a, you know, that's the biggest thing. I guess like that it, it changed my business and my life. I say that, but this is how it saved our house. And that was huge because I was like, where am I going to go? I'm going to have to put my kids in school, uh, you know, if I have to work. And where are we going to live? You know, there's no place around here that would be less. If we even rent up an apartment, it's going to cost the same. And it, so all of these things were, were going. So we didn't have to deal with that. We caught up on our mortgage. And um, I relaunched the same program three months later, the same exact program to my list and made like another 8,600 or something like that. So, I mean, that's not huge money, not looking back, but at the time it was like literally like a million dollars, like winning the lottery. Because again, where could I make that type of money without leaving the house with still homeschooling my kids? 
and not having to take a job or, you know, move to a place where I could find another job or, 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 you know, just lose our home, all of those things. So, um, I quickly realized this was something I could do when I needed money. It was sort of a money on demand, like, oh my gosh, you know, I need another injection. I do another launch. So it changed the way I viewed my business and my business became a business of courses. So once I had that, I decided to create another course to help, you know, a different course, you know, about homeschooling. And I ended up creating, well, I created a lot of courses, but as it turned out down the line years later, I had about four core programs that I used to build, you know, multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars and grow my list, you know, over 10, 12,000 people and, and reach people all over the, the world who are using this type of homeschooling. And it really was um, something I, I didn't expect, but I never had clients right at the very end of my business. I took a few clients when my kids went to school. I took a, a handful, maybe six, that I tried to see if I wanted to do one-to-one -one coaching. But 99% of the income that I received all came through programs. And I, you know, I never thought about having clients. I didn't have time to do one-to-one -one clients. I, I did everything through courses and the one-to-many model, and it, it worked great for me. I didn't have any long-term commitments. People loved it. They could work at their own pace, and I was able to touch so many more people's lives versus, you know, how many clients could I have actually, actually helped if I had not done courses, if I had just done one-to-one. Um, not that many because I was busy with young kids. I was homeschooling. They were here. I had a house to run and I would have been working at nights and weekends and I didn't, I didn't want to do that. So the business took off and of course it did evolve over the years. And as, as I went and got successful uh, with really successful, I, um, people started asking me, show me how to do this. How did you do this? You know, the moms in my, in my group. Some of my colleagues were like, hey, how did you do this? I just do one-to-one -one coaching. So I naturally started doing a little coaching on the side for that and worked through some things. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really good. I love the marketing. I love the business side of my business. I loved, of course, I was very passionate about what I was teaching and helping moms. But what I really loved was the business side of it all. It came very natural to me. I, I don't know why, but... Um, I don't have a business degree. I have a fashion merchandising degree. So, but maybe just all my years in corporate and learning and, and um, thinking back to Scarlett and her tenacity and like, just get it done. Just do what you need to do. I'm going to make this happen no matter what got me pretty far. And of course I had mentors that I, I hired, you know, business coaches to help me as I moved on up and, and started making more money and wanted to, you know, just, um, streamline my business and not have so many offers and, and really hone in. I created, uh, I, I authored a book, the Waldorf Homeschool Handbook and a first grade curriculum for my group. And then my kids went back to school and um, I was, I didn't tell anyone at first. I felt like I was betraying my homeschoolers in a way. I don't know why they went back to school and I decided it was time for me to launch another arm of my business kind of all happened around the same time and at the, at the same time, I was like, I finally have time now. Let's see what I want to really do. And so my other business was pretty streamlined. I had, I would like open 
a course every quarter, like, okay, now you can get this. So jump in now because I won't be opening enrollment into this course until another year. So people just knew the certain times of the year they could get into my certain courses. And I had all of the launch sequences and emails all done. So it was an easy um, to relaunch everything because I just kind of reused. I mean, I, I doctored it up a little, I updated it, I changed the dates and things to make it fresh, but I didn't have to reinvent the wheel every time. I just relaunched the same program and used a lot of the same materials. So I started my other business helping moms, you know, take their expertise and turn it into an online course because that's where I started from, right with my homeschool moms. And I got some clients and and actually my friend and colleague suggested, I was ready to do the course. She said, why don't you work with some clients first? You have some time, work through some clients and see what it takes to do this. And I was kind of annoyed, but I'm kind of glad looking back now, she had me do that. And um, she was, it was a great advice. I worked with about, I don't know, 10 or 15 clients one-to-one. -one. And really, once I did that, I thought the course that I created was a different course than what I would have done had I not worked one-to-one -one with clients. Plus I got to see what it was like to work one-to-one -one with people. And I'm like, I loved doing it for a short time, but I know this is not the model for me. I prefer the course route. And, um, and it was just a good eye-opening experience. Um, so I, I created a course called The Power of Programs and I launched that out and it did pretty well. It was, it was hard for me because I started my business at the 2016, this was 2016. And I had to start all over really from zero. I had this big list and all this stuff going on in my other business. And then here I had like 300 people <laughs> on my list, you know, to help with courses. And I was like, oh, it was hard because it, but it was also very eye opening. And I needed it because building a list in 2016 was different than when I built it in 2009 and 2010. And what worked back then, I found wasn't working. So it got me back out into the trenches. Instead of um, like, what I had been doing was sort of resting on my laurels over there and just sort of like, you know, kicking my feet back. When I would do a launch, I would make the money because I had a big list. And then I found that's not working for me over here. It was kind of an epic fail. Uh, I, you know, especially my first launch, I thought, oh, I'm gonna make all this money. You know, I sold like five programs and um, you know, at $500 a pop, that didn't make a whole lot of money. I mean, it was good, but I was like, okay, I need something more substantial here. So I knew I had to get out there, try to build my less. So I started doing some things, new things that I hadn't done and or had never tried, you know, some new marketing tactics and all of this and um, I was really stuck for a couple years and it's just I couldn't get much traction I built my list very slowly and I was very frustrated because I I wanted to go to six figures I had been stuck in my homeschool business at around the 50k 60k mark that was all I could get out of it and I knew that I had bigger things in mind I really wanted to go to 100k you know that was that first big milestone and so in this business you know, I got to like 75K and then I'm like, I just can't seem to get over this hump. And a friend said, I think you need to just figure out what you can do to, um, to you know, to get things out there. And I, I saw some coaching and ads and I found someone who I hired to teach me how to do a funnel. This was what something new I had never had to do before. Funnels, right? So I hired someone and got into a very high-end program 
and um, paid a lot of money. Whew, I mean, a lot of money to do this. And I was like, I didn't even tell my husband. He had no idea. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. Here's another, like, I'm just going to be real with you. Um, I was on the phone with this woman. I'd already looked at a couple different coaches and I decided she was the one I wanted. And so I'm on the phone with her salesperson. And I'm like, this is what I need. I'm trying to do this. I already have a lot of experience. I've done webinars. I've done launches. I've created courses. Like I've been online for a long time, but I can't seem how, I can't see how to put all this together. I tried to do it on my own. It didn't work. I was like, she was probably frothing at the mouth. Like I was just like right into it. She's like, okay, well, this program will show you everything how to do that. And I'm like, okay, great. You know, how, what do I do? Where do I sign up? And she's like, okay, we can sign you up right now. It was $8,000. And I was like, are you kidding me? If I had $8,000, we wouldn't be on the phone right now. Um, and so she said, well, we can split it up into payments, like four payments of $2,500. And I was like, okay, no. I said, I, I honestly have no idea how I'm going to do this, but help me. So we were on the phone. The woman I talked to her we're probably on the phone for an hour and a half. And we, and I'm like, I found it. She's like, how about PayPal credit? I'm like, PayPal credit. Great. So she sent me an invoice and it worked. I mean, and I had no idea where I was going to come up with the next payment of $2,500. I got, well, I'm in, I've got four weeks till the next payment is due. I've got to earn $2,500 to pay this back and make the next payment. Like I just, I had no idea, but I knew this was the right way. I jumped in and I'm so glad I did. After about two months, I started creating some income. So I, I had some money I, I came up with. And um, by the second month in, I started getting some clients. And uh, the new program was a higher end course. And I was selling it for $2,000 and doing like, um, it was she wanted us to do one-to-one. -one to, to, so I was doing some one-to-one -one coaching for $2,000 and then $2,500. And um, it turned into a group program, which turned into my high-end um, program that I have now. So it, it paid itself back and then some, and it helped me go to six figures. I went to six figures that year. Now I had a funnel. Now I had some consistent income coming in. Now I was growing my list. It was the thing that I was missing. And um, that's the thing about marketing. It changes. Like what worked five years ago doesn't work today. What worked, you know, eight months ago before the world shut down doesn't work today. So you've got to stay ahead of it. You've got to be out there. And uh, I'm part of some large masterminds and staying ahead of the curve with my own coaching so that I'm always relevant and I'm always out there and I'm always learning what's working, what's not working through that. So um, since then, my business has, you know, has skyrocketed um, and I'm on the way to a million dollars. And I, um, you know, there's been many mentors along the way, many fails, many frustrating moments and many successes. And uh, along the way, hundreds of entrepreneurs and women that I've helped create online courses to get their work out in the world. And I, I say that I'm like the mama hen and I'm hatching all these little baby courses, all my little baby chicks, because I, I used to think of myself as not like a world changer. When I think of someone who's like changing the world, you know, it's someone who's um, helping, you know, I don't know, helping people with their health and reversing diabetes or, you know, looking for the cure for cancer or helping people in their relationships with their marriage. Like, and I always saw myself as, well, I just help people, you know, make money through courses, but like really looking at it, 
I am helping people change the world. I am helping you or um, you know, one of my clients get out there and touch more people's lives with their courses to get their work off their computer and out into the world. So um, I do that in like a behind the scenes kind of a way. <laughs> so I'm not like out there with the cure for cancer or whatever, but I'm helping all these other change makers do it. So um, once I kind of embraced that as I am a change maker, I am helping people, things really skyrocketed and have gone, um, you know, really, really well. Of course, there's always room for improvement and, you know, and evolution. Um, I did a big event literally a week before everything shut down for COVID. I had a three-day event here in Charleston, South Carolina. And um, we had like 30 amazing women come in the room. It was like a three-day event. And it was just amazing. It was just like, um, I had done some other events before, but it had been a while. And once I got out on that stage, I'm like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm meant to do. I'm gonna keep doing live events. I'm gonna have another one in the fall and all this, but of course, the world had something else in mind, but I'm still ready to get out there. And, you know, there's virtual events and different things that I'm going to have coming down the line. But I just wanted to give you, and here's where I am <laughs> now thinking about 2021 and thinking about the next level and how I can make my courses better, how I can have people get better results and how I can, you know, double my income so I can hit my goal and, um, and get more impact out in the world. So, um, you know, coming back around to the whole Scarlet thing, um, a lot of it is the will, the tenacity, the drive, like the passion, like you have to have the reason why you wanna do it. Because um, if you are an online coach already, or you're working online, or just in it as an entrepreneur, like it's the biggest, <laughs> like personal development you could ever do, you know, um, besides maybe having kids and then running your own business. And if you're a mom and you're doing both, hats off to you because it, it will stretch you. It will, it will change you. It will make you cry. It will make you laugh. It will make you jump up and down with excitement. Like being an entrepreneur is amazing and I would never trade it. I'm unhirable at this point. I, there's no way I could ever go back and work for anyone else. And even though, it's, you know, sometimes I have those days where I'm like, God, why can't I just go work at Walmart and be happy with that? You know, I do have those days and those moments where it's like, oh, it would be so much easier if I just had a steady paycheck or I just could be the one sitting over here just following the directions instead of the one creating and delegating and, and doing all the things. But I know that would not feed my soul. And I'm sure if you're on this podcast now listening, you're probably feeling the same. You're already out there doing things big things, making things happen, changing lives. And so we just have a, you know, we have a mission and a purpose and we have to, to embrace and take it. And so I, I have done that. I know what feeds me, what drives me and um, my mission and what, why I do what I do for my family, for time freedom, so I can live the life the way I want to live it, not be um, asking for days off or can't take off because I want to go to my, you know, my daughter's basketball game, but I have to miss it. And I don't, I've never had to deal with that. I've always been able to make my schedule to be the, the field trip mom, to be the mom that can just take off and, 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 you know, go meet whatever's happening with my children and, and all of that. And I, I'm so blessed and I feel so grateful 
for that. And though I've worked for it, it hasn't just come, like it didn't just happen. Um, I had to get out into the fields. I had to pick, I had to plow, I had to do what I had to do to, you know, to, to, to make it happen. So, um, yeah, that's, that's about it. I don't want to go too much longer here, but that's my story. And I just wanted to show you like the, the evolution of me a little bit of inside and, um, kind of tie it all up with a little Scarlett O'Hara. Um, you know, and I don't use her, I don't want to think about that today. I'll think about that tomorrow. <laughs> you know, there's some, the, there's some great traits and not so, not so great traits. So um, if, if getting your work out there in a bigger way is what you want to do, if touching more people's lives is what you do, do it. You know, use the Nike, not the Scarlet <laughs> in this way. Do it, embrace it, make it happen. Um, only you can teach things the way you teach things. And the world is really waiting for you. So go get on out there. All right, until next time, I'll see you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for dropping in and spending time with me. Does your dream of working less seem a bit closer after that episode? Mine does. And I hope you got some juicy nuggets to inspire and move you closer to your goals. And if you're wondering if you are ready to do this, hop over and take the Create Your Course quiz for instant results on your next step in the course process, createyourcoursequiz.com. Check the show notes for all the links at DonnaAshton.com forward slash podcast. Before you go, if you enjoyed the conversation, make sure to subscribe to the show to get new episodes each Thursday as they come out. And if you're on the Apple Podcast app and want to leave us a quick review and some love, that will help spread the word to motivate others to work less and make more. <laughs>